This is Kevin. And I'm Josh. And this is the Filmmaker's Guide to the Industry podcast. Is it? (laughs) And on this episode, we are talking about our actor friend, Justin. Uh, We met him on uh, Kilroy was here. It was a Kevin Smith film in Sarasota. And uh, Justin has been on... Homeland, Sleepy Hollow, Bloodline, and The Walking Dead. So he has some good credentials behind him. Yes, he does. And he is a Florida guy. Um, All right, well, Justin, thanks for coming on, man. Like, we really appreciate you. Um, You know, we, me and Kevin, both met Justin on the set of Kilroy Was Here, uh, Kevin Smith's film. And uh, I think the first time I had, like, any, like, talk or kind of really met you was the time that we were filming at the mansion on the first run through and you were in the, in the whole getup and we were, I was building the, the whole platform of boxes for you to stand on with the kid outside of the, the, the window. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of had our first conversation there, kind of met each other, kicked it off, you know, everything was cool. And so, you know, when we started this podcast, man, and started talking about like, who we're going to have on, I was like, dude, when it comes down to talent, we should have Justin on in a heartbeat. I mean, that was probably the first time you're ever that close to a large man. In full latex. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say in, that. In, in, full, in full latex? Yeah. yeah. That, this is a whole body. I mean, what was not covered? And I was wearing a mask. Yeah, you. I mean, it was everything, dude, right? I mean, yeah. outside of maybe the man bits, right? <laughs> Well, they're in there. They're really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first time we had a conversation. I think this is the first time I met you. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. The um, so like uh, I guess just give us the rundown of like how you kind of got into this crazy industry of ours. You know, like how you got started, where did, and then just kind of what led you to to where you are today. I joined a workshop in Tampa. Okay. Yeah, a former studio workshop, and I and I met the sweetest, craziest lady named uh, Kathy Laughlin, and uh, I got to work with a bunch of group, bunch of a big group of uh, amazing, talented actors. Nice. And uh, it kind of coasted me down that path. I feel like everybody that ends up joining that place gets pretty set up with local talent agents, and then. Kathy herself brings in casting directors and talent agents from Louisiana and Atlanta. And as she has a very cool cultivating turnout of actors that come out of there, I feel like. And that's probably the one main thing that got me to where I am now. Nice. And when, when was that back in, I mean, can you think how long ago that was? Uh, yeah, like 2012, 13, Maybe 14. I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid people are going to hear this. Like, he wasn't there then. <laughs> I mean, regardless. So I, I, I don't know, but somewhere in there, like 2012 to 13, 14. I mean, regardless. It's pretty... when I first got into, when I first got into class. And then my first actual booking, uh, which hilariously enough, I posted today on my Instagram, the audition and the, and the clip, was in 2015. So three what years was that of training. Is a Finding Carter on MTV. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a quick bit, but I got to work with Michael Rourke, and if you're in PSW, that's who Kat, when when I was going to class, that's who Kathy always talked about. If you work if you work with Michael Rourke, you know you've done something. And my first thing I book, <laughs> I'm working with Michael Rourke, you know. So it was nice. 
it was it was funny, ironic. So you know, just from someone that doesn't or has never really had exposure to, you know, acting workshops or acting classes and stuff like how, let's say I'm someone that did kind of want to get into, you know, acting, how vital is that to like next step as being an actor or becoming an actor? And is it really important, uh, to pick the right place? Well, it's, you know what, it it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't matter if, if you're training because, I just was on hold for a really for a while, and uh, it went to an NFL football player, former NFL football player that has never acted ever. So mm. it's like a weird, especially when you get out here. I live out in LA now, so I feel like it's even more vague of who they're looking for because you just don't know. Like they could pick a dude that a guy meets at chick-fil-a you know what i mean i have no idea like you have no idea where these people are going to be coming from but training is always suggested to get uh representation mm-hmm. you know because they're not going to just take you off the street i don't imagine because you're going to have to have some type of recent recognizable footage um but this is a game of your guess is the best as, as, as good as mine man really wow yeah, it's, it's wild. It's a wild, wild, wild west out here. <laughs> I, <laughs> it really is, dude. Well, what what does your normal day look like then? I mean, in order to stay relevant and continue to hone hone your craft, do you have like a normal routine? Uh, or? Oh yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely train. I'm definitely into class. No, I would definitely suggest training. If that was the question, do you suggest training? I would definitely suggest you train because I mean, you have to learn how to do it. You have to develop your toolbox, your set of skills. Um, but my routine has just been in the gym because I, I found out more when I moved out here that uh, a physique matched with talent is your best weapon out here. Mm. So as far as being a tall man, you know what I mean? Um, right. That's 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 where my genre of work is. You know, I got to be the bad guy or you know intimidation. That's right. what I work off. So so. It's funny you bring that up because the first time we um, we met and interacted was on um, obviously on Kilroy, but it was two days before production, and it was when the very first time you put the outfit on, and we were doing lighting tests and camera tests, right? Or three days before production, mm-hmm. um, and we had that we were at the Ringling. Um, uh, center and we had had like a quarter of the room rigged with the red light and everything like that and um had every the gaffer had everything ready dp's there with camera and everything and they're like uh andrew the gaffer goes kevin stand on the apple box just so i can you know because the guys i think like six three six four something like that and i just want to get the height i'm five ten so I'm standing on the Apple box and they're shaping the light around me just to kind of get a general idea. They're like, oh, Justin's going to be here any minute. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And you turn the corner and I was like, I'm still not his height. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that mask, because that, I was wearing that mask, which you couldn't see shit in. Um, that mask made me an extra like four inches taller too, though. But it was just so funny. You just stood right next to me, and I was like, "You couldn't see that I was in front of you." I remember, or like to the side of you, like because um, I forget the guy's name. Like, kind of helped walk you into the spot, and um, like your your handler, or whoever, um, um, the guy who made the mask. I'm so I tried. Oh, him. Bob Kurtzman. Yes, Bob, Bob Kurtzman. Kurtzman. Yeah. Um, so he helped you like walk, turn the corner, and walk like right there. Yeah, because um, I couldn't see anything from him. And. Because the door was to my left, I didn't really see you even come in because I was kind of facing the right a little bit. And all of a sudden, I looked to my left and I'm like, 
oh hi yep i'm I'm looking at this i'm looking at the whole kilroy getup, and i hadn't yeah, seen it, it was, either it was, pretty, it was pretty terrifying i'm looking at i'm looking at a a red light source that's all rigged and i'm just like what the flying is this? okay hey uh i'm kevin i'm gonna move <laughs> did you guys did you guys get to see any of that footage that they apparently shared at the ringling thing no no i have not seen it yet yeah no yeah me neither yeah, I I don't really know what's gonna happen with it. I mean, I've heard I've heard through you know grapevines that like you know it is being worked on and stuff's happening with it. But you know, we'll, we well, will I see. Talked to, I talked to Kevin and Kevin said that this is the year. Kilroy is happening this year. Oh, that's dope. It's we we still got a lot of year left. But <laughs> he did say he did say this year it would be Kilroy. So oh great. I mean we're at, we're you know quarter two is right around the corner. So I mean. Not that much left. Before you know it, it'll be Christmas, and we'll be saying, "Oh my God, where did the year go?" Yeah. So I know. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping to I'm hoping that that releases. That'd be that'd be a really cool project to to you know see um, all the different pieces. You know, shot in three segments for the for the viewers who don't know. I mean, we've talked about it in past episodes, but it was shot in three different parts, and um, you you had to act in a full getup in a mask. You could only you had limited visibility in the mask. Um, I know. Yeah, and it was all, and it was all like physical, physical movements had to portray like his like thought, you know what I mean? Like you had to like, cause there was a lot of stuff that was happening in that, but he had no dialogue cause he didn't speak. And like, there was like a lot of moving that had to, had to happen, which was, it was, a, it was very, it was very gassing. Mm. <laughs> to be sealed in a rubber suit and have to run around in Florida. Right. So how how mentally how you know mentally how did you have to prepare for that? I mean, knowing that I you mean, can't for, talk. When we did the when we did the long hours, I mean, it was it was more hydration. I think mm. you, know, you just had to keep hydrating because that I mean you're literally sealed in latex. They paint latex on you, and I had to, and the waxing they had to wax my legs and chest. Oh gosh. <laughs> Man, I, mean, I think we should just change the subject, man. I'm getting like PTSD. From this. <laughs> you were yelling, "Ah, oh, Kelly Clarkson!" <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. It's, you don't realize how hairy you are until they have to wax it all off. <laughs> uh, uh, what we do for the, for our craft? Um, yeah. All right. Well, it, it, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and shift gears. Um, you you've made you've made a good amount of appearances in some high profile. Um, um, movies and TV shows. Uh, any in particular that you really you want to brag about? Anything that kind of came um, comes to mind? You know, your favorite sets, favorite actors that you work with, your your favorite roles that you've you've done so far. Um, they've all been pretty equally awesome. Besides Chicago PD, Chicago PD. There's a there's a reason why that female lead left because they're they're not the nicest at Chicago PD. Wow. Um, but every other experience was awesome. Uh, I, I got to ad lib with Kyle Chandler on Bloodline. I got to choreograph do choreography with a fight with Andrew Lincoln on Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, every 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 role has been pretty awesome. I got to tell the FBI fuck off. On Homeland, <laughs> literally like two dozen officers pointing guns at me, and I'm like, "Go fuck yourself!" You know. <laughs> so it's all been pretty bucket list checks on everything I've done. I've been very blessed and very grateful. Yeah. So, what kind of goes into 
you know, the, the walking dead stuff definitely comes to mind too with the fight, because, you know, just having, and knowing your background, you know, you have a background with jujitsu and, yeah. you know, you've done a lot of, you know, training in that world and stuff. How much did that come into play? And do you feel like, you know, having those other life experiences, um, really kind of helped you out in that moment? Absolutely. I feel like that walking onto the side of walking dead, that I intended that I help with that fight scene. Really? Um, Monty, who's the stunt coordinator, was basically like, I'm going to pad you up and then you two are going to figure it out. And Andrew Lincoln came to me and was like, what, what do you think would be the most uh, reality of how this would break down? And uh, I kind of beat it out with him and we went through step by step and they used markers and then we went straight to pads and blocking and they set up the cameras and we shot the scene and we lost daylight. So we picked up where we left off the next day. Yeah. It was a two day shoot for a, I don't know, a 30, 40 second fight scene. Wow. Yeah. It was intense, man. And I would say like, as far as the hardest part would be the mental strength with being in a hundred degree heat, no shade, and I'm wearing like layers of clothing because they like to, for some reason, it can be midsummer, but on The Walking Dead, you have to be, it's still chilly. It's still chilly. <laughs> yeah, Storyline, storyline. it's still chilly. Like when I went for the fitting for that character, they wanted me to wear in the comic book, he had a very puffy winter jacket on. And that, I swear, that shit was in the fitting room. And I was like, wait a minute. It's freaking August. You want me to wear a parka? I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. the, it's the wardrobe likes to create layers for sure. And it, I know. it it's never easy for you guys because, you know, we're over here. Most of the workers are ripping layers off, trying to cool down. And you guys just got to keep putting them on. Uh, yeah. So. But then but then I got on set and I saw the dude who played Jesus. He had to have like a fake wig, a fake beard. Like he was oh, covered. Geez. He was covered in shit. He looked like the most uncomfortable human being ever. <laughs> so I sucked it up quick and just got to the work. <laughs> the um so the with all the fight stuff, like, you know, tell me a little bit about how you you know, I'm interested in your jujitsu background as well. You know, how did you get started yeah. in jujitsu? Was that like something that you started in as a kid or did you pick it up later? Cause I know that you also instructed for a while as well. So yep. I, I'm really curious about just how you kind of got into that world. Um, sure. I uh, moved to Florida in 2006, seven. And uh, my mom lived in Florida. So uh, after college, I kind of moved down there just to figure myself out. And it was, she lived in Lakeland. So I moved to Lakeland, Florida. And right down the street from my mother's house was like this place called Champions MMA. So I was like, I need to check this place out. And I went in there and I had done a little wrestling in high school and some various other things as far as like combat, like football. And like, I was always an, I was always an aggressor. It was always like, not violent, but it's very like hands-on, like rough, you know? So I walked in and if you ask Ross Kellen, who, who was my instructor, who I worked for for a long time, he would say, I came in with a tap out hat. <laughs> and I'm looking to fight for real. And he took me over to a pie bag and was like, show me your roundhouse kick. And I flailed my leg at the bag in a way he's never seen before. <laughs> so that's what he would tell you. So I'm just going to reiterate what I know he would say. So there's no, <laughs> there's no ball busting in the later. 
But uh, yeah, I walked in his door and then probably six months later, I was teaching at school on his payroll. And then a year later, I was crushing people at events and then I was teaching classes and just progressed from there. And then let's say three years after that, I got an email via Facebook about Iron Man 3 shooting in Miami. And I parlayed the MMA stuff into sneaking onto a Marvel set. And that's when I was like, holy shit. Nice. I love this. <laughs> so how'd you, how'd you do that? What's the story behind that? Uh, a creeper on uh, creeper on Facebook reached out to me and uh, he was like, Hey, do you have a good, you have a good physique. I'm, a, I'm an agent in Orlando and he just turned out to be a creep, uh, but uh, he got me on set of, you know, he got me on set of uh, Iron Man three. I got to meet a friend who I still have. I'm friends with James Badgedale. I got to sit and smoke all of his cigarettes back in the day when I used to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a great experience. So that was kind of like your first taste and, you know, that's that what kind of kicked you off onto going first to classes. Taste. Oh, wow. First taste. Cause I asked him, I was like, you know, Hey man, how do I get into this thing? And he was kind of like, Oh, it ain't like that, dude. You got to like train and do work. I'm like train and do work. What do you mean? <laughs> you got to like get into an acting class or start doing theater. Like, Oh Oh shit! You mean you don't just get an invite like I did to this? <laughs> you know, like I was so green and so stupid. I was like, "Oh wow, holy shit!" So on that five or six hour ride home, that's all I thought about. I was like, "Where where do I start training? Where do I start training?" I started asking around, and I got pointed in uh, the PSW direction. And then I, a couple nice. weeks later, there a couple weeks later, I started, and I still walked into PSW like, "I'm on Iron Man 3. Yep. Um, <laughs> Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm Justin Kuslin. I'm uh, on Iron Man 3. You know? And then when that thing came out, I was nowhere to be seen. So, you know what I mean? It's very, very humbling. And right. It was, it was awesome. I'm so glad it happened that way. I'll, I'll fucking tell that story anytime. <laughs> well, when you say Marvel, you know, I can't help but, uh, you know, I saw some stuff you shared. And uh, I don't know if that means there's stuff going on or someone drew it, but you would make a pretty dope century. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about it. Um, that's it's like I feel like it's more fan driven than ever a possibility because uh, the nature of the character is just like super strong, right? And uh, kind of like a rip off of Superman. Um, but you you never know, and I'll entertain anyone's good ideas. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure, right? You, you, I get a lot of fan art. You know, they they. When someone sends me a picture, they put they put their effort into you know. I'm not gonna not acknowledge it, and right. it's, it's freaking cool. Who, who doesn't want to be a superhero? Right, right, right. Yeah. Unless it's Hawkeye. Nobody wants to be Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, not even All Hawkeye wants to be Hawkeye. And he gets a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait. So you, I mean, you were. It's clear you were you were hooked right off the bat. Now. What do you find other actors in the area that have, um, you know, a, a specific skill set like you, um, with just with jujitsu? Do you know, is that are you finding that that's helping you get more, um, at the very least auditions, or is it 
a little too specialized at times. So I don't necessarily know if that's what gets me auditions. I feel like that might have had a lot to do with me getting seen in the Southeast due mm-hmm. to them not having to hire a stunt guy, them being able to hire a local talent that will drive in, put themselves up, come to set, and be willing to do stunt work. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was more of a benefit for me in the Southeast when I was looking for co-star roles. But now since I've moved to LA, um, it's pretty much, they would just get a stunt guy kind of thing they're looking for. Um, it's not helping me. I'm not finding out. And if it is helping me out, I don't know about it because all of the communication that I would get from my Southeast reps is not like what I receive out here because it's just a different machine. You know, they don't have time to be like, you know what I mean? They don't have have time to give ego strokes or anything like that. So that would be classified as like letting someone know, like what got you in the door? Like, it doesn't matter what got you in the door. You're in the door, do your fucking job. You know what I mean? So like that's more the mode out here, but in the Southeast, absolutely. If you're a Southeast actor listening, get your ass into some jujitsu classes, put that shit on your resume. Wow. Okay. So what do you feel like, uh, out there? I mean, you kind of mentioned body and physique. Do you feel like there's anything else out there that kind of would give someone the upper hand or really help them, especially if they're kind of saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the damn thing. I'm going to, I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to move to LA and try and figure it out. I mean, what would your suggestions be like for someone like that? I would say it's very expensive to move out here. And if you don't have recent recognizable footage and like quality footage, like, I mean, I got a lot of stuff on my reel with main cast members and I came out here not in the best shape. I thought I was in the best shape, but was not. And as soon as I got out here, like a lot of these auditions, they want you to peel the shirt off. Really? Yeah. I went for my first audition at Fox on the Fox lot was for Free Guy with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. And I'm in the room with these two girls, and they're like, okay, and then this is going to be reading for you. And oh, any questions? I'm like, nope. And I did my audition, and then they're like, all right, we're going to do it one more time. And if it's comfortable and you're okay with you, would you remove your shirt? And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, here it is. And uh, yeah, it definitely was very humbling. And I was like, this has to change. So then I fucking just got my ass in the gym and. Has hasn't haven't looked back, boys. I haven't looked back. <laughs> has it been a? You feel like it's a total transformation. I mean, because you're also, you know, meal planning and stuff. Correct. I mean, you're not. You're, you're doing it right. Planning. Oh, you're not. I, I got a no. A company first, first in nutrition mm-hmm. out of Vero Beach has been handling my uh, all my intake, and I send them like a check-in photo once a week. They tell me they can be, put caps on all my micronutrients, and uh, yeah, they're they're. Fantastic. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I, that's, yeah. that's my, cause I tried to meal plan when I was doing the gym rat stuff a few years ago and it was, it, it's a, it's a work, man. It's a whole, oh, man. I mean, you're spending a whole weekend just making your meals for the week and you know, it's, it well, can biggest, be a lot of time. The biggest surprise for me that I realized the biggest issue for people trying to make gains is insufficient protein intake. You think you're getting enough protein and you're just not. Mm. So these people are crushing it in the gym and they're like, man, just can't get it to gain. We can't get the gains. And just a simple protein shake after you work out is not enough. You have to have the certain amount. You have to have the same amount of protein every single day on the regular. Yeah. You know? and that's, a, that's a huge thing. And the gains will just show up at your door. 
Wow. All right. Yep. Good oh, yeah. To, good to know. That, that's probably why yeah. some of the problems I had. <laughs> Happy games, boys. Happy games. <laughs> and now in a few weeks, Josh and I are going to look just like you. <laughs> no, it would take longer than that. I'm going to have I'm going to have to grow a whole nother like 12, you know, 12 inches in order for that to happen. Yeah, J- Justin, you're 65? Six, 64. Six, 64. Six, Dear yeah, God. 64. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. I was standing on an six, Apple six, box and I I was I was technically his height with standing on an Apple box, but I did not feel <laughs> I did not feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Um oh. Oh, um, it hasn't really been a benefit out here, though. Being tall, I've been really seeing. I've been really seeing any. I've been about the same height as the majority of the people that I see in these rooms. Like I said, because you know I'm kind of like in the box, but I feel like the dropping of the pounds and the leaning up uh, is going to change that in this next couple of months, maybe next year, because I just I feel like I look I look totally different than what I looked like a year ago. You know. Yeah. So, so I mean, you can hoping, definitely tell you're putting in the work, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bust away from like the big guy, you know. But that work is fun as fuck, man. <laughs> Selling drugs, shooting cops, all that stuff. That's like for pretend. That shit is fun. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that for real. Nah, you know you won't last long. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, how, how do these auditions typically go? Um, you know, for for the. Uh, aspiring actor for the ones who are considering going out to LA what what are some of the things that they can expect and and what were what was kind of eye-popping for you once you got out there uh, it's an assembly line out here so I'm I was so used and accustomed to self-tapes in southeast you get an email from your agent you reply back that you got it you go somewhere to put get put on tape by another actor hopefully or you know you make it happen but I'm, I'm used to self-tapes so I would do self-tapes, submit them, book the job. They would fly me out. Out here, you get an appointment sometimes hours before, and you were walking into a room where there's five or six or eight dudes that look similar to you, at least by size or beard, or you're in their genre of look, and you're walking in one after another. Hey, how you doing? You don't shake hands. very... Very robotic. It's very like assembly line. Like, hey, how you doing? Then they'll do it. They'll give you an adjustment. And it's very, it was rough when I first moved out here. It was difficult. I'm not joking. From not being, going in the room on the regular to coming out here and going in the room. Uh, but luckily, I was very blessed and thankful that I went to a bunch of stuff that I really wasn't interested in and got all the kinks out first because nice. it's very, it's very different. I would say it's, I would say getting to improv as well. Yeah, I joined Groundlings and did a couple of segments at Groundlings and it really loosened up all that tension that I had festered inside me, you know? And do you, when you, when you say you're getting that like a couple hours before, are you getting the sides and stuff that you're going to have to read at that's, you know, you're getting that Everything. day too. So you got to be able to digest all of that and, and get I, to I, it pretty I, quickly. Yeah. I, I went for an in-person audition for a series regular guy. Give paint you a picture. Went in, did great in the audition, got a call back like a week or two later, found out that I was going to be going back uh, for, for in front of the producers and stuff. Two days before it, I got another seven pages of dialogue. Holy cow. No, it was one day. It was one day before. One day before I got another seven pages of dialogue on top of the eight pages I had prior to that. 
So it was just like, and that's not, that's not a big deal, but when you get it and you're at that level of the process of like the, basically a hiring process of the job, like in this, your first time in that situation, it was very like, holy shit. Like, but once you take away the antics of it and having all that pressure of like, you need that job, it's not really a fucking big deal. Seven, seven pages do the work. So you signed up for Right. But you have to be able to being able to mentally move past that part. Like I need the job. Holy shit. I, this is a great opportunity. All that shit that kicks you in the gut. Um, if you're able, when you're able to move past that, it's not a fucking it's a piece of cake. Right. Do you do anything for your, yeah, to, to kind of help yourself with short-term memory? I mean, that's essentially what that is, is you're trying to digest in that case, seven, seven it's, pages, it's, 15. I mean. Absolutely. It's reps, man. It's reps. You got to put in the reps, you know, you got to run it, run it, run it. You got to know it front to back. You got to just say it and say it and say it and say it and say it. And I use my own thoughts for a lot of them too. And I say it how I would say it. And then when you put their words into it, it just comes together easily. And I like to read it before I go to bed. I'll read the shit out of it before I go to bed. I'll go to sleep. And then the next morning, I feel like I, for some reason, have retained a lot of it. Yeah, there's a Netflix documentary on babies right now. But they talk about how, I know you're not a baby, but they talk about how sleep aids in memory retention for them. So, you know, I don't see why it wouldn't do the same for us. I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting that you read it right before bed like that. Yeah, that's like a that's like one of my main things is read it before bed. And, you know, like what else do you do? Like I found out that staring at your phone just fucks up your sleep. So I'm like a full blown old man. I sleep with earplugs <laughs> and read before bed. It's unbelievable. Nice. The um do is there anything else that you kind of do to get ready for an audition? I'm you know, mentally, physically, whatever. I mean, what do you kind of do or even say maybe even you're on set and you're getting ready to go. I mean, what do you kind of do to just kind of get yourself ready and put yourself in like that mental state of, you know, it's go time. Um, so I try to let the location, you know what I mean? A lot of times that I've been dealing with stuff has been like in the woods and there's cop cars. Like that's usually on, on set. Like when it's go time, I usually let my surroundings, my environment pull me into where I need to be. Hmm. Um, as far as an audition, uh, the daily calm app, I'll like sit down palms flat, the uh, feet flat seated position and do like a meditation do like a really good breathing exercise uh, clench and release like all the way down you, know, you focus on your feet and then you just move up your body to the top of your head and there's a bunch of cool relaxations on that app and then that's pretty much it dude and just know the material right. you know like even when you even when you're practicing and you have more time to practice just keep practicing like everyone's like Oh, there's such thing as over practicing. Yeah, there is, but that's when you're running it when you already know you have it. Like run it until you know you have it, and then you pick it up and keep it warm. You know, drop it for a little bit, pick it up and keep it warm until your audition. But knowing the material, like really knowing the material. And do you feel like if you over practice, that hurts any sort of ability to improv or kind of adjust on the fly? What what does the where does that kind of like don't over practice or over know the material come from? Um, it depends on the love, the stage of where you're at in the audition process. But mm -hmm. I would say for your first audition, prepare it exactly how they have it. Really? Um, 
Yeah, I, I would say so. But if it's if you're going for a callback, or I would have it prepared a couple of different ways, you know. Okay. But always, always do the callback exactly how you did the first audition. But just expect notes, I would say. Okay. And just being able to, I mean, improv is essential to acting. So if they if they give you notes, I mean, that's improvisation. If you're if you're changing than what you you're changing from what you prepared, that's improv. So always be ready for that. I mean, when you started improving, what was kind of like your big, what was, was there an aha moment with you on that? Or was it kind of like, you know, what did you kind of take away from improv that, you know, people who haven't done improv would have maybe never thought of like, oh, okay, you know? Oh, it, it shook, it shook uh, tension right out of me. Right. Like I no longer, I, yeah, I can, you know, like that feeling of embarrassment when you do things or when you, when you're watching something and someone does something embarrassing and you feel embarrassed for them, you're like, yeah. Oh fuck, God damn, you look stupid. So it totally rid my body and my mind of that feeling. So improv, cause you're acting silly. You're flapping like a dog. You're, you're eight years old. When I was in your eight years old and you're like, I want my toy, you know? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it throws you around. So, so it's not just about trying to figure out how to come up with lines on the fly. It's really about trying no, you putting be, in you, you to a state to be free. Yes, you want to feel comfortable in this room because you don't want these people to smell that you need a job. Mm. You don't want the, you want these people you want these people to to get the 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 feel and the vibe that you have embodied this character that you are this person that they ha have you reading this dialogue for. That's and they want you to be this person. So. And it should be a very, I can go down so many paths with this shit. It should, and it should be a variation of yourself. Everyone wants to act like this or act like that. Just have it be a variation of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? A sub-personality. The personality is you, but it's a different texture. It's a different flavor. It's a different vibe of who you are. You really are. You know, that's, that's what I found I've had the most success with out here is by just doing a variation of myself and start and try, instead of trying to be something totally different. Right. And, you know? and when you get these notes and, and it's a variation of yourself, are you, are you, you know, let's say, you know, throwing something out there. I'm never been in any sort of uh, audition, so I don't necessarily know what they're, um, what they're asking, but if they tell you to be angrier with the, with your line delivery, are, are you going, you know, are you going to the extreme or are you, are you kind of reading their facial expressions and saying, Oh, they want me to just take it one step forward. They don't want me to take it all the way. Or what do you, how do you read the situation when they give you a note? Um, exactly how they give you the note, like the situation, like if they tell you to go big, you gotta go big, you know, uh, so you just read exactly how they say it. Subtle, you know, it's calls for subtlety, you know. Uh, that's a difficult question to, like, answer. I, would, I, I just, I mean, like I said, I, I just wanted to see if you had, you know, if, if there was. Um, if, just, just listen. I would say just listen. Whatever they say, just listen and, and follow direction. Because that's another thing why they give notes, because they want to see if you listen. Because a lot of these actors... You know, the director will be like, can you do it more like, and they're like, and then as soon as they say a little softer, the actor immediately goes, oh, yeah, 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 I can do that. And instead of listening, and when she says softly, and then at the end, I want you to get angry. Instead, the actor cuts the director off or the producer, whoever is giving these notes, 
and you just listen, just shut your pile and listen to everything they say. And then when they stop talking, then you can say, you know, but I would say, listen, listen well, because I've burned myself with that too. You're, you're so excited and you know, you can do everything. So they give you one note and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, I say listen. And listening is a pretty important part anyways. Cause I mean, just doing a scene with someone else, I mean, you need to be a good listener just to do the scene with someone, you know? That's, and, this, that's this industry, quite yeah. frankly. I mean, just doesn't matter what position you are, whether you're in art department, grip, actor. I mean, listening to what is being asked of you even, is, is critical. Even 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 when you're not speaking, you should be there should be something happening in your mind. Like there was a scene that we shot on Kilroy where there's a Vietnam sequence. And they're just zooming in on my face. And I had no dialogue again, but my mask was off. And I was counting. I was counting forward and backwards. Hmm. One, one to 50, 50 to one. Just so there's something going on in your mind. You know what I mean? There's, I right. tell a story. There's got to be some movement happening in that brain. Right. When you, so, when you did the, uh, you know, they, well, Kevin released a, a picture of it so I can talk about it. But there's a scene where you're in a straight jacket and you're in a cell and you had to kind of really it was a little dark right there i mean was there a was there a big moment to get up to that i mean i know some people like put in headphones and get in a headspace i mean do you do something similar or were you kind of just like are you kind of in a state where like you know i i kind of know what i need to do here and i'm just going to turn on the faucet and rock no so that was different i tried to not blink for that sequence oh geez I tried to, so yeah, I, did, I didn't blink for that. What is it? A minute? Whatever, whatever. When he said action, he said, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I just didn't blink. Got I didn't it. want the character to blink. So there is no blinking in that. Well, in order to do that, that too, you're concentrating pretty hard on uh, trying to make sure you're not blinking a single time. So was that, was yeah, that a note from just, Kevin or was that your yeah, Kevin, Kevin was right on the side of the little makeshift cage that they rigged. And uh, he just kept saying, hold it, hold it right there, right there. Don't, don't do nothing. Keep it, hold it, hold it. And I think he knew what I was doing maybe because mm. I did not blink. And I imagine having your eyes open for like a minute. Imagine my eyes were getting pretty bloodshot. Right. With that scene in the sativa. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it was intense. I was right there on the other side of the camera because we were also dollying in, and uh, it was definitely intense. Yeah. So I thought you did a pretty good job with that, my brother. Oh, we, that, that shit was good, man. We, we rigged like that in the gym. They all got to see a trailer. I'm, I'm jelly. Who, oh, the kid, the Ringling kids did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm jelly. That's what I was told. I mean, I don't know if it's truthful or not. Right. Yeah, I don't know either. So, but what what were you saying, Kevin? No, it, it dawned on me that that was we we rigged that cage. I was trying to think where we rigged that cage. It was I, in the it was, it was in the gym. It was in the gym. Yeah. yeah. So, very cool. So, I mean, what's on the like? Any is there anything big kind of like on the horizon for you, or just what's your next kind of you know? Do you got a job coming up, or you know, anything just, that you're prepping for, or outside of you know, doing the? No, man, I've just been going to auditions. I just got released from a hold for a series that was shooting in Georgia. And like I said, they, they announced yesterday that that went to a former NFL uh, Super Bowl winner, two time Super Bowl winner, hmm. which is awesome, which is, which is awesome. I know that it, it, obviously they went a different direction, you know, right. 
So when so, they put uh, you on a hold, what what is that exactly? Is that just means that you've went through some of the audition process and they really and they like you and yeah, it wasn't an actual it wasn't an actual hold. It was what they call uh, watch and advise. Okay. So I did my audition. They call me back for a callback, and they loved both times. And then they had me on watch and advise for like three weeks. And then yesterday, I was told that it went to the gentleman who, who booked the gig. Got you. Now, did they so give it was between, you? It was between me and him, and that's just the way the cookie crumbled. Did they give you dates or you just legitimately? Yeah, when the breakdown comes out, when you get an audition, there's generally a loose window of when you'll be working. So it would have been eight episodes because it's series. It was a pilot straight to series. So it would have been a great kick, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. So I don't boo-hoo on anything. Everything. I did a great job at a new casting office and, you know. Yeah, you never know. Just you just chalk, chalk it up to a W when you get that far. So sure, and you know you see a lot of times in like movies and stuff too when people are going in for audition gigs. Though, excuse me, they'll wear like you know costumes of what they think the character is going to be and all that stuff. Does that really happen a lot? I mean, do you see people trying to like, or maybe even you do it? I mean, do you? try to dress up or look a certain way of that character or is it really just kind of you know come as you are do your audition do the best job you can at the audition for, oh for, for an audition yeah like i mean uh, you know you see in movies no, when they're, when they're faking that like people believe... come in in costume yeah. almost and all that shit is that a real thing um so that's the thing i've, I've heard both sides of that i've heard that people get in, in almost costume and and they booked a job and then I get. I see people. You can see celebrities auditions, and they're wearing friggin' sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you just you just don't. I, I think it's depend. It depends on your relationship with the casting director, maybe. Gotcha. They see you a lot, and you know, and you're walking in, and it's just Pam and Pam and Candace, or you know, John and Mike. You know what I mean? Like when you walk in, they're like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" You know, I, I don't think it really matters. But if they, like if it's your first time in there, or you haven't been in there many times, they don't know you by name, then should probably clean up or always dress somewhat of the character. I don't think, feel like if you're in prison, I don't think you need to show up in a jumpsuit. You know? <laughs> how, how, saying, how important is that relationship that you, you know, you mentioned having a, you know, a relationship saying, hi, how's it going? How is important is building that relationship? I mean, is it one and, of those things to where you build it? Yeah. And how do you well, build it? See, that's a really touchy thing, too, because you don't want to seem like an ass kisser. You know what I mean? You don't want to seem like that guy that's like, look, you see so many people that are sending chocolates and sending gifts to casting directors and stuff. Basically, like, hey, remember me? Here's some chocolate. Like, you know, it's just weird. Like, I just, I I don't do that stuff, you know? If I book a job and people did work for me, like, you know, I, I would definitely send, like, a thank you and maybe, like, a gift certificate for, like, go get something to eat or something. But as far as like, just like thinking of you gifts and shit, like, right. I don't know. And then just be your normal self, man. Just, just be who you are. Just, you know, like mom always says, just be you baby. <laughs> you so, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, just no, be yourself. You. If you're not likable, guess what? No one's going to like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you're like, you know, if you're likable, it's going to be, that's all you got to do is be yourself. Don't be fake, you know. People do a lot of things because they think they're going to get favors out of it, and that's not what you should do. So, 
Right. But those people, you can't tell them that that's not what they're, they're supposed to do. They're just going to do that no matter what. So yeah, but it puts you in a better spot when you're the authentic one. Then yeah, I don't, I don't even think about it like that. But yeah, that's that's just that's just how the world works, you know. So yeah, and so there's a, lot uh, of that, there's a lot of that going on out here too. So oh really? Yeah, and, and so a lot of it, a lot of it's who you, who you know, you know. Right. I mean, is there outside? How do What's a good way for an actor to network? I mean, because I know, like, on the crew side, we have a lot of opportunities to network at times. I mean, what's available to someone that's wanting to get into, you know, acting in order to network with these people? Class. Classes. I feel like the best, I feel like the best place, you know, to, especially on the other side of the camera, man, I would say class. That's where we're going to get the most genuine of folks, you know, because this is a, this is a one man sport. So people, People are vicious in this business, man. People, <laughs> so I would say, to, to, as far as like networking and, with actors, I would say get into a class where people want everyone to succeed and build off each other. And when you work with great people, you're going to be, get better. You know what I mean? That's what I would, you're, you're a tight community as far as you working with other actors. Have you, have you, had, you have you had bad experiences at, um, you know, in various classes or with various teachers, I, you know, I don't expect you to say names and then you just kind of realize that it's a toxic situation and you make a change or are you kind of oh, finding yeah. that everybody wants you to succeed in these classes? Uh, no, every, every, I mean, everybody wants you to succeed to the, the, I would say the potential they can get you to, you know what I mean? And then once it's time for you to fly that nest or move something different, or you just want to try something different, I feel like people get, um, hurt feelings, you know, mm-hmm. or, and a lot of times in this business, uh, people get hurt feelings when one does better than the other, you know, and that's just like a thing in life, you know, there's jealousy and everything that anybody can achieve. If you can achieve it, someone's going to be jealous of it, you know? Right. And, um, I've, I've had some issues by going somewhere else, but that was just my path. That was something I needed to do for myself. And I don't think that it should matter. You shouldn't even think about it, but yeah, it's happened. It's, it's inevitable. Right. Yeah. This, that's just the beast of this business. You know, you, one has to leave one to advance oneself, you know? Right. And ultimately though, I mean, that was a decision that was best for you, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. You know, nobody wants to be in a toxic situation. Everyone wants to be, you know, when you're trying to learn at any level of anything, it needs to be at a, at a, good environment you know you know no one can lead, learn under stress and right. hostility you know it needs to be a calm you know pleasant environment for you to be able to obtain what you're there to learn yep so super happy how's uh all that said how's la are you loving it so far i mean really glad that you kind of made that jump out there um everything treating you good I'm very happy that I got to experience it. As far as living here, I'm not sure I'm a fan of it, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that I did make the decision to move out here just because when the dust settled and I'm 70 years old, I don't know how the future is going to pan out, but if, if, you know, at least I did everything as far as my dream, you know? Right. So I feel very uh, happy that I at least moved out here for a little bit and got to taste it and, see it for all it is. I mean, I'm living at the busiest corner in Hollywood. 
So I really picked the the pudding of it all. So right. yeah, a couple of years of this, and then probably take my ass back to Florida. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, but so far it's been been cool. I mean, there's nothing like going in the room as far as auditions. Everyone can say, oh, I'll just do a salt tape. But walking in that room and casting directors seeing you, especially when a lot you pivot on is your height and your size. So being able to walk in the room is way better than them just getting a little thumbnail and then a little video. Right. All right. Good Good information. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Justin, for, for those that um, want to follow you and everything, um, how can uh, how can they keep tabs on you and your career? Uh, just my first and last name at whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> on is, is, at, at, at Instagram at, at Justin Cousin. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. On Instagram. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll at, see if we at Justin Cousin. We'll see if we can track down that uh, that that Kilroy trailer for you. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, I'm not gonna make uh, any not, promises. Not, uh, oh no, like, there's trust me, there's Kevin no promises. The Kevin said the school made it, so I wasn't. I'm not really interested in seeing something school, and I want to see. Never mind. Yeah, I know that's that's basically what I said. Kevin said the same thing. He's like, I could probably find you the link. I was like, Nah. Yeah, never mind then. Okay. Yeah, I want to see. It's just not going to be the same. Yeah, I want to see Kevin's edit of it. You know, and he told me he sent me right around the New Year's. Said Happy New Year, and told me that this this year it's going to be Kilroy. So, all right, you know, in theory, something something comes up soon. Yeah, and he's got a lot of heat with that uh, reboot. Reboot was such a success, man. That movie was hilarious. So, awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. And no matter what, man, if you do good, you're going to get good. So as long as you guys keep doing good, you're going to get good too. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. The um, yeah, man. It's really awesome. I definitely, like, if I was still trying to do my acting game that would have been very motivational so (laughs) (laughs) but i gave up on that a few years ago so but i appreciate the hell out of you man uh just keep keep knocking down doors dude um we're we're definitely behind you how's the baby oh dude he's uh he's crawling like a madman right now getting into everything so the uh looks at me and i'm like yeah i'm glad i did that so (laughs) yeah the best thing ever happened to you man oh dude 100 percent I could drop awesome. everything else tomorrow and I'd be like, yeah, as long as I got him, I'm good. So that's fantastic, dude. But, uh, so happy for you guys. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank man, you. Great chatting, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, if, man. Uh, we'll have you, we'll, uh, you know, give it a little time, maybe later this year, bring you on again and just do another catch up and see what's happening, you know? Yeah, man. Updates, updates, updates. Good luck to you guys, man. It's, it's pretty awesome to see you guys doing this. Oh, thank I you. appreciate you. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Good luck to you guys. All right, brother. All Take right, care, take man. Take it easy. Be good. Kevin, it's the end of the podcast. Josh, that means that everybody needs to stop what they're doing, write us a review, and subscribe for future episodes. Yeah, I mean, it would really help us out a lot. It helps us kind of get to the, you know, new and noteworthy section, top of the charts, help us get new people, new interesting and lovely film people on this podcast. Along with that, you can follow us on Instagram at FGI Podcast. And you can also check out more episodes and more information, more bios and information for all of our speakers at fgipodcast.com. This podcast was also recorded live in front of a studio audience, and we flew everyone out on Delta Airlines. No, but um, it was recorded live at Two Stories Media Studios, and it's presented by Greenland Entertainment and Two Stories Media. 